So our talk, uh, I, I think we, we, co- we probably covered it all. So we can, we can if uh, Caesar's done with his tacos, we can just get right at it. Uh, I, I, we, I was traveling back east this week, and uh, we just got back. We just got in at like midnight last night. And so it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time. And uh, when I walked in, I'm, I'm like, Caesar, I'm ready for lunch now because uh, I didn't have breakfast and I'm on, I, I'm on the wrong time zone right now. Uh, so, so I'm going to make this fast. No, no I'll, I'll let him marinate that, uh, those, those tacos a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> but our, our talk this morning is about uh, the fruit of joy. And there, I didn't realize, you know, when, when you do start to research topics in the Bible, you, you realize how vast they are. I, I mean, literally, we could talk about joy and the scriptures of joy for the rest of our lives. There's, there's like well over 300 verses that, that talk about joy. And I'm like, that's a very extensive thing. <laughs> and that, now, uh, looking at that, it, it's obvious that it's it's a big theme for the Lord in our lives. And one of the things that reflects our relationship with Jesus is how joyful we actually are. So this is a pretty joyful group. I can see you guys. You're all like, woo, I'm joyful today. Yeah, I'm on it. Uh, but uh, again, as we're all accustomed to uh, the world, uh, sometimes we lose our joy. And, and so I, I want to kind of you know, I always ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say today? What do you want to impart to us? Uh, because I want, uh, you know, I know that there's, there's seasons and times in our life when things are really hard and where I'm looking at other resources to find my joy. Now, let, let's just talk about joy for just a, a minute. Uh, a lot of times when I just say the word joy, you think of an emotional, like, happiness. Usually it's like, oh, am I happy? And there, there's, there are three, you know, we're, we're body, soul, and spirit, right? And so there's three dimensions to joy. There's really three dimensions to every aspect of what the Lord's trying to work in us. And uh, so there's times when, I was, I was just thinking about this because we were talking about love. There's times when you don't feel love, like this very moment, I say, do you feel love? And you're like, yeah, I don't really feel much of anything. I'm kind of hungry. Um, you know, I'm a little tired. I, I mean, I feel, you know, I have other feelings. I'm not feeling loved. But you can be loved and not feel it. You might have a lot of people that really love you, like a lot. And if they were right in front of you, they'd just say, I love you. And, but uh, you're feeling right now saying, I don't know if I'm loved. And God's, you know, he loves us. And there's a lot of times we're like, I don't know if God loves me. Have you ever thought that? And And he's like, I love you with an everlasting love. And before you were, I loved you. So uh, it, the same thing can happen with our joy. You know, the, 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 the Bible says that, that God gives us his joy. But then I look at my life and I'm like, I'm really not feeling so joy, joyful right now. And, and so uh, I, I want us to, to allow those times when we're not feeling it to be able to access it quickly. And it, and it comes in three ways. And I wanted to break that up. First of all, we can always ask the Holy Spirit to fill us with joy. Do you know that? If we're having a bad day, we can say, Holy Spirit, fill me again. And along with the Holy Spirit always comes an understanding that 
Yes, God has got this. And if you, if you study the, the word that in the New Testament that is translated joy, there's a settledness to it. It's not like a jumping up and down thing. It's just, it's like peace. In fact, love, joy, and peace are, are kind of intertwined throughout the scriptures. And joy is the midst, is in our midst, and it produces this peace. It's like, everything is all right, no matter what. So right now, you're looking at your life, you're going, is everything at peace? Yes, and you can be joyful. So, um, I put this scripture in our, in our, in our notes here. Uh, I've meditated on this many times throughout the year, but I want to just read it to you and I, I want to use this as kind of our launching point. Paul's, uh, talking to the Romans puts this. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me read that again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's trying to work something in us. He's trying to cultivate something in us. This is a fruit. So, Mia, the joy of the Lord is a gladness of heart, but it really comes from knowing God. So no matter what, we know that Jesus loves us, and so we're going to be, we're going to be okay. And uh, Jesus, in John 15, I, I, again, I'm, I've got this pile of scriptures. You know, He says, I want your joy to be full. He's telling the disciples, he's like, right before he goes to the cross, they're like, I'm having a bad day because my Savior is leaving us and you're laying on some heavy stuff. And he goes, no, I want your joy to be complete. Uh, I'm going to give you my joy. And so joy is rooted, uh, my point here is that joy is rooted in something. Okay? It's not just, it's not just this abstract thing. It's like uh, a lot of times we're going, circumstantially we're going, I'm not joyful because things aren't working out. Uh, Jesus tells us that our joy is rooted in Him. Okay, so let's let's look at this. I, I just put down here the, the fruit of joy, and I wanted to talk about these. Uh, what happens when my soul is downcast? So I, I already said that one of the first things we can do um, is just ask God for joy. I, I've done that a lot, actually, in this past year. Uh, there were some. There were some terrible trials uh, that we've all gone through. And uh, often, I didn't ask him, kind of like what Stephanie was, was saying, I didn't really ask him for joy, but as I went to him, I realized, oh, I'm joyful. I'm, I'm joyful because I went to him. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to say, hey, when you're down, when you're downcast, we know that we can just go to him and he will start to work some stuff out in our lives. Okay? Um, so some other things, uh, and if, if you read through the Bible, a lot of, a lot of the Psalms, when, when David is talking to his soul, uh, the first thing he does, uh, and this is a soulish thing that you can do, and uh, I, this, is, this is something we do actually a lot in our houses, we turn on our worship music. Uh, if you're down... 
one of the best ways to get up is get your, get, get your YouTube on, get your Spotify on, get your Apple Music on, get your Amazon Music on, get your, get your worship music on and crank it. Because there's something about starting to, to sing or listen to the, the, the scriptures in praise and worship that all of a sudden starts to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and fill you with joy. There's, I mean, there's nothing like worship and praise to get us that joy quickly. And I, I, and I see a lot of downcast Christians from time to time. And I'm like, you know, we have like electronic resources that God has given us by the Holy Spirit. Uh, this past week I was uh, with my mom and uh, we we're helping her to clean out some of my dad's man cave. Now, my, my, my dad has serious man cave and he, he, uh, he, uh, he was he was techy he was techy my whole life my my dad he he uh, built our first color TV uh, he built the stereo he was he was well, uh, you know electrical engineer so he liked to put stuff together and then when recording started coming in I remember he you know he had the big reel to reel you know and then he had the smaller reel to reel. And then, you know, then he went into cassettes and, and then he went into CDs and DVDs. Anyway, believe it or not, he had like 50 years worth of electronic stuff and tapes. And uh, I, I think he got, he, he put the reel to reel stuff on cassettes. So that was a little easier. Anyway, as we were cleaning out his hundreds of DVDs, my mom, she was saving them for us because she said, won't you want these? And I was explaining to her that everything that my dad has is in the cloud now. My mom's 92 now, so she's trying to get this concept. So you're saying that everything that's in this room is already stored somewhere else. And we're like, that's exactly what we're, we're saying here. And, and it, it, it was kind of a, a, a sad but revealing uh, thing is that we have the access to the cloud, guys, the cloud of heaven, where Jesus is on the throne, and he's available, and it's all there, and we don't need anything else on this earth to access him. All we have to do is look up and say, thank you, Jesus. You've got everything I need. So don't forget to access the, the musical cloud and also access the cloud of heaven. And then I, 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 I was talking about spirit body or spirit soul but i want to talk about body too because do you know that you can actually change the way you feel about life by moving your body you know that it's actually true Uh, and one of the reasons i think that we're exhorted so many times in in the bible to worship with all of our heart with lifting of hands with dancing uh that there's something that happens when you move your body. And, uh, you know, Christians these days, you know, they, they, you know, unless they're at a concert, you know, a worship concert where, you know, you've got hill songs on, on stage, we forget that part of what God wants to do is comes through our movement. And, uh, are you? Oh, okay. That's okay. Now, you know, I mean, there's this, there is. Let's talk about it for a minute. There is a fine line between the pastor going, you can't worship God with your hands in your pockets, and you being you, right? But, but I think that's why David exhorted, uh, you know, 
the, the congregation. That's what he was writing songs for Israel. And he was saying, lift up your hands in the holy place. You know, you know, dance before the Lord. And he was saying this because they were probably like us, like, mm, yeah, the old temple. It's kind of cool. Uh, but there, but when we're feeling joyless, one of the best things we can do is, is stand up, maybe move our feet a little bit, dance. You know, the Lord's dancing over us right now, the Bible says, and uh, we can join the dance. And uh, I, I think it's good. And even though I'm an old guy and I, I, I dance funny, you don't want to see, you don't want to see my, 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 my dance. <laughs> yeah, no. Dancing's just not my thing, you know? I don't know. I mean, I've always... I, I've made a fool out of myself many times on a dance floor and just realized that I'm better off as a wallflower. Uh, so anyway, we won't talk about my dancing. But I do I shake it up a little bit before the Lord. Uh, and there's something about moving that all of a sudden just changes you know, your spiritual and emotional state. So if you're having a bad day, stand up, raise your hand, say, Lord, I'm coming in. Amen. All right. I'm ready. Here we go. Shake, shake it, do it, don't break it. That's right. <laughs> don't break it. Okay, so let's talk for a couple minutes about things that steal our joy. Because as, as I was thinking about joy, it's like, you know, the reason that we're joyless a lot of times is because uh, we're allowing all kinds of stuff to steal our joy. So you guys help me here. What steals your joy? Your knees. Mm. They, they can, right? Huh? The news can steal your joy. This world can steal your joy. Your checkbook can steal your joy. <laughs> huh? Politics can steal your joy. Yeah. What else? That's the only thing that steals your joy? We can, we, yeah. Sports can steal your joy. Actually, they can, they can give you joy, too. And then they can take it away. <laughs> Yourself, you can steal, yeah, steal your joy. Well, the news, yeah. You know, you can fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do a fast. We'll do a, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have to do a news fast for like, oh, for, yeah, I was going to say a week. I, I was like, for a month. And they're like, ah! I can see you guys coming in after a week. Ah, I can't, can't handle it. I, I'm jonesing from, I'm not getting enough adrenaline rush from all the, ridiculous people in the world that are being focused on right now. Anyway, where were we? The news. <laughs> we need to know what's going on. Yeah, there you go. You want to know what's going on. But, but you know, somebody told me a long time ago, though, that if it, you don't need to watch the news because if you really need to know something, somebody else will tell you. Because they'll say, have you heard? And we're like, no, I didn't hear. Uh, I did that for a while. Uh, anyway, the news... What else can steal your joy? Anything else? Huh? Oh, comparison. Yes. There you go. There, now we're trying to get, we're getting back to it. What else? Hmm? Illness can steal your joy. Oh, hate that. Hate getting sick. Old memories. Yeah. I, I put that on there. Huh? Taxes? Yeah. When things are, yeah. When things are not going our way. Fear can, fear of the future can steal it real fast. Like, oh no, I'm not going to make it. Uh, complaining, right? Those knees and uh, every other. 
<laughs> Don't judge me, she said. No. <laughs> no, it's easy to complain, right? How, how many have ever increased their joy by complaining? <laughs> it's like, I've complained myself into joy. Uh, it just doesn't work, right? Uh, gossip. You ever talk about somebody and walk away just feeling joyful? That you, that you were able to tear them down just the way they needed it? Anything like that? Ooh, uh, worrying. worrying. Yes, worrying steals their joy. And I put down here, Satan. <laughs> Do you know that when you're real joyful, there, there's a lie that he will g- give to you. It's like, this will never last. This is almost over. Just wait for the other shoe to drop. Have, have you ever had those lies? And, and the Lord's like, no. Why don't you say this? The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, the joy, the, the victory is, is, is on its way, right? And, and I think that if we allow the Holy Spirit to infuse us with more consistent, aware joy, then Satan will come and, and he'll try to steal it. You know, he'll say, yeah, but what about this? What about your kids? You know, well, there's, there's always one kid, if you have enough of them. There's always one, right? That's not, that's not 100%. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right, you know. So I just want us to be aware, though, that we don't have to give ourselves to the joy killers. And then when other people are, are you know, of course, you always have people. I won't say that they're joy killers, but you know, every once in a while you have somebody that comes and you talk to them for a little while and you're like, man, my joy is zapped. Those people, encourage them because they're down. The reason they're out gassing like that is they're having a lousy life. Um, I, another one I put in here, I like the worry, fear, negative self-talk. <clears throat> you know, it's just like, oh, man, just not making it. Okay. So watch the joy stillers. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to fill us and encourage us. Okay. So... How do we stay filled with joy? The question of the day. Uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was thinking about this. The first thing that came to my mind was, I have to start looking at life from a different vantage point. And the way I got this was that, you know, often as uh, we would take groups to Guatemala, uh, the first thing, first timers especially, is like, wow, these people don't have anything, but they're really joyful. And we have everything. And we're not really, we're, we're really good complainers. <laughs> and, and, and there's something about living your life looking in the right direction, right? Because the, the reason that those people are expressing joy is that they're not looking at their lack. They're looking at what they have. And often people will say the same thing. They have such strong faith. And we're like, oh, maybe that's how I become strong. <laughs> Maybe that's how I become joyful, is I start trusting the Lord for more of my life. And uh, the, the, one of the ways that we can do that, and, and I, 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 can, I could tell you story after story of people that I spoke with there, um, but the first thing is they just trust Jesus because they've seen him work in their life, even in, the, in very miserable circumstances. And that's something that we can do. The other thing we can do, and which restores my joy, like right now, 
uh, we're, we're in a we're in an interesting time as a church. You, you'll notice we look around. There's there's less of us, right? And so you know, for pastors, that's like, oh, sheesh, talk about robbing my joy. Room's not full today, right? That that could be a real joy killer. But instead, the Lord's been encouraging me. He's like, oh man, we're we're, we're on. This is new beginnings time. This is this is don't despise the small things. It's like what I'm always ready to accomplish something more than you could ever ask, pray, ask, or imagine or dream. Right. So God's you know he's it, it it's it's easy to look at what's happening right now and go hmm I don't really have much joy going forward. But if you look back and you look at all that God's done, I've got 30 more, 30 years of God being so incredibly faithful that I can't help but smile about the future. I mean, it's like bigger and better than ever. You guys with me? Yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't know about you, but when I, look at, when I look back, that's one of the fastest ways to bring me joy. I, can, I mean, I can't tell you how many thousands of people this little band of brothers and sisters has touched, you know, throughout the world. That gives me joy. So if I look ahead, I'm like, oh, things aren't looking so good. But if I look behind, I'm like, look at what God's done. Is God finished? Anybody? God finished? Is he just getting restarted? All right, good. You guys are with me? So I look in the past, but I also look at his promises. God has so many great and precious promises for all of us. If I'm, if I'm down on joy, all I got to do is look at my Bible. Say, what? He's working. Say, he's working all things to good for those who love him. Did I love him? Peter says I love him. <laughs> so I love him. So he's got great things in store. So if you guys are feeling uh, losing some joy... Uh, look at his promises. And then I love this, and we, we, we read about it today. But the ultimate joy is already here because Jesus saved us. It doesn't get any better than that. You know, a, a lot of times the Bible says, rejoice in your salvation. And, and I think most American Christians have gone so beyond salvation. Oh, that's just like, that's so baby. It's like, yeah, he saved me. But truth is, that's big. That might be the biggest piece. Do you know that? It's like he saved me and he's carrying me and he's de- developing me. But if I'm, if I'm like, if there's nothing left, I always have his salvation that's holding me. And truthfully, as, as we get older and as the, the things of this world, I, I spent, you know, this last week with my mom and, She's living in a community of mostly 80, 90, and 100 year olds. And, and when you're, you spend a week in that environment, you start looking and you're going, someday I may be there. Yeah. And well, I know it's a lot sooner than I think because I, I look at pictures of 20 years ago and they're like, we were just kind of hanging out, right? <laughs> But no, no, but it, it, we need to say that. We need to hear that. It's sooner than we think. Make every moment count. 
Even on your worst day, there's a lot to be thankful for. There's not, there's a lot of joy that we can experience. But what I, what I saw in that, that group and in my mom's, uh, season of life is that all the things that you were striving for, especially as young people were striving, it's like, gotta have this, gotta have this. None of it matters. You know, in fact, the things that matters is your family, your faith, and knowing that Jesus loves you and that you're saved, man. At the end of the day, all the other stuff's going to pass away. But that's good, right? Okay, last but not least. Um, I, I wrote this down, and, and it's something I've been saying to myself. Joy is the spiritual fruit of a life that is lived for the Lord God. You know, all the stuff of this world is passing quickly away. But whatever we've done for the Lord is going to last forever. Everything else burns. And we have a lot of opportunity to serve others. Maybe go to a camp. Join us in Guatemala next year, Lord willing. Uh, go to the food bank. I mean, there's, I'd love us to take opportunities to say, how can we give our life away? Because I, I want my service, my giving, my, you know, all these things to make a difference while I'm here. Uh, Jesus reminded us, don't store your treasures on earth. Store them in heaven. And, uh, we know, uh, that really the greatest joy that we, that we derive from the things that we do are the things that are going to last forever. So with that, I'm done talking about the fruit of joy today. So you're all looking, gee, I'm not very joyful right now. So I should make you stand up and dance with me, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait for that. Instead, let's, let's pray. Because uh, one of the things that robs joy that I didn't say, but is prayerlessness. Because when we're prayerless, we forget that God is wanting to do something amazing. And a lot of times we get focused on circumstances instead of focused on the throne of heaven. And uh, so let's just take a moment out and ask God to increase our joy as we start doing what he'd have us do. So with that, Lord, we're grateful for our salvation. Lord, we want to rise up in joy in any circumstance that we face. And I know that there are many here and maybe that'll be listening to this later, that you're in a situation where uh, it's on the face of it, it's hard to have joy. But Lord, that's because we know that our eyes are focused in the wrong direction. And Lord, I, I, I pray that in each and every uh, situation that each and every one of us are facing, that the first thing we would, we would do is come to you. That, uh, that you, though we don't see you, we love you. And though we, we don't see you, we believe in you. And Lord, instead of complaining or instead of worrying, instead of being fearful, uh, we would come to you and have you change our hearts and fill us with joy knowing that you're working in our lives and that you're doing amazing things in and through our lives. We thank you 
that you have opened our eyes, you opened our hearts to know you better and to exude the kind of joy that you had on this earth. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was thinking about that. You think Jesus was fun? At times. I mean, we picture Jesus as being pretty, like, you know, joyful people are kind of fun. Jesus was kind of joyful. So Jesus was probably fun. Can you imagine him scratching with the disciples? Think he ever told jokes? Well, we know he did because there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of jokes in here <laughs> that he's written. But you have to, have to catch on. You may. There's, um, you mentioned that people, in the example of Guatemala, that they don't have a, a lot, but there's, there's this joy in there. <clears throat> I took my son to Guatemala when he was 16 years old. And, um, They're trying to get you the mic. <laughs> um, he was 16 years old. And, uh, They're, they're pulling and, you up. Um, of course, he brought his guitar with him. And um, there, there, we were there right after a terrible hurricane. And we went down to a village where the, the church was leveled to, totally to the ground. There was nothing left. And we met the pastors. And um, I remember the little kids didn't have anything to wear. We had brought some clothes. And I remember my son dressing this little boy in girls' clothes. But the little boy was so happy to be dressed in something. Hmm. It was nothing. And then um, we got in a circle to thank God for being there. And the pastor's wife asked my son for his guitar. And she starts singing. What do you think she was singing? In the midst of what she was going through, she was singing, Thank you, Jesus. And that was so wonderful. I mean, there was not a dry eye in that group because it was so beautiful from her to thank God for what she had been through, but what was coming to her through the blessings that we were bringing to her. And it was, it was, it was very powerful, and I never mm. forgot that. Wow. It's one of the things that when you don't have anything, but if you have God, you have everything. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. So let us live that way, grateful, joyful, full. All right. Amen. Well, thank you, YouTubers, today. Thank you. We're going to sign off and eat tacos. Uh, sorry, I'm not rub trying to rub it in. I'm just reporting the, reporting the news. Uh, <laughs> joyful news. Joyful for this group, uh, as if we don't have enough to eat. Uh, it's good to uh, be with you today. Uh, be joyful. Uh, be filled with the Spirit. Uh, look out for what God's going to do in your life this week. Be aware of uh, He's got some good things going on. So God bless you. We'll see you guys later.